Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The unbelievers won't believe that at all. You know what they believe about Christianity? It's restrictive. It's negative. There's no fun. There's no joy. You got a bunch of rules, regulations. You're always sad. You got to give money. You got to serve. What kind of a joy is that? Well, that shouldn't surprise us because Jesus said they've been blinded by Satan. Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy. What I just mentioned to you that the world thinks about Christianity is a lie from Satan. People outside of the family of God, the unbelievers, often have interesting ideas about what Christianity is. Lots of times they're way off from the reality Christ followers experience. Even though obeying God isn't a magic bullet, you know the troubles you have in your life. You also know about the peace that God has given you despite your difficulties. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the amazingness of God and how Because he can see the whole picture of your life, he's able to steer you away from worse trouble than you can imagine while providing for all your needs. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Ephesians chapter 3 as he begins his message, God's Unlimited Abilities. All right, I'm going to give you three words that you're going to remember, you're going to hear, and you're going to walk out of the service. Here are the words. God is able. Let's say it together. God is able. Now, I know some of you say, well, Pastor Mark, it's kind of rainy. I'd like to go and have a cup of tea. Is that the end of your service? No, this is just the beginning. All right. When you hear the word unlimited, that's in our title today, God's Unlimited Abilities, what comes to your mind? For many years, Calvary chapels in many places were called calorie chapels because family likes to eat together. Well, unlimited, unlimited buffet. I'm going to enjoy an unlimited buffet. Really? I know better than that already. How about unlimited refills on your drinks? Yeah, you like that, good. How about unlimited refills of coffee? Yeah, I'll take that. You go to Europe and try that. No, you got that little sucker, that's all you get, you pay for another one. I've experienced that. How about unlimited Disney rides? There they go, especially if you got kids, all right. Unlimited simply means this, not limited, not restricted. Today, we're going to learn about the unlimited abilities of God. Now, remember, as we started the book of Ephesians, Paul in chapter 1, talked about the unlimited blessings that a person gets when they receive Jesus Christ. We talked about Paul teaching that God's love 
was unlimited. How deep and wide and spread this way and that way and that way. You couldn't imagine it. It was unlimited love. And one of the things that Paul loved to write about, remember, Paul hated Jesus and God visited him through Jesus on the road to Damascus. And Paul would love about God's unlimited grace over and over and over again. A new start that he didn't deserve. Now, we're almost done with chapter 3. And we're going to just take the last two verses today. The last two verses, which really are a doxology. It's ending his prayer with a praise to God. We begin in Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now to him... What's the next three words? There you go. Get used to it. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work where? Inside of us. Now, Paul writes this Thanksgiving because remember what we learned? The Jews and the Gentiles... Since the beginning, the only two groups of people in the world hated each other. They couldn't get along with each other. Going back to the beginning, way back when the nation of Israel was established. And they just actually were, it was irreconcilable. There's no way to get them together. And yet what Paul did, he watched God take Jews and Gentiles and those two that hated each other, he made them what? One. One group of people. And they were in Christ. So forget the Jew, forget the Gentile. They're in Christ. They're a believer of Jesus Christ. And then he did one more thing that was way out of bounds. He put them in a new entity called the Church of Jesus Christ. And that all happened. And what God did was beyond any imagination in the mind of Paul. Remember, Paul was a Jew. He didn't like Gentiles. He couldn't believe it, but God did this. So Paul, in his prayer, does one thing. He wrote this verse to encourage that church in Ephesus that God is not done. He can do anything. His abilities are unlimited. But I want to say this. The prayer that we're going to read, the prayer that we're going to study, was wonderful 2,000 years ago. But it's the same truth for you and for me. God still has unlimited abilities. And so we're going to see how that applies to all of us today. Now, I put this verse in the New Living Translation. Watch this. Now, all glory to God. Here we go. Come on, everybody. Who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think or imagine. Now, the proof that God can accomplish infinitely more or think is documented from the beginning of the scriptures to the end. Can you imagine when we were created, man and woman, man was created initially out of dust. By the way, we're going back there. Woman was created from Adam. That's impossible. But God created the whole world, everything. His abilities, unlimited. Now, can you look at these two scriptures? Jeremiah 32 in the Old Testament. O sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and earth by your strong hand. 
and your powerful arm. Let's read this together. Nothing is too hard for you. Luke one thirty seven. For nothing is impossible with God. Now, you won't hear that anywhere else. Nobody will ever say that to you other than God. God is infinite. God is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's all-capable. There are no limits restricting God. Wow. I want to give you a story. It's a true story. It's an interesting wedding story about a man's grandmother. Here's the way it goes. My grandmother, when she was young, met a young animator, and they began this dating relationship. The young man, on multiple occasions, was turned down when he asked her to marry him. She made this statement to him, true. She said, I do have feelings for you, but I don't see any future in your life if you're going to be an animator. It's just not going to happen. The name of that young man was Walt Disney. (laughs) That's a true story. That's a true story. What would you call that? I would call that a missed opportunity. (laughs) Wouldn't you? Every time she saw Mickey Mouse, she must have lost it. I mean, think of that. What a missed opportunity. Why? I don't see any future in that guy. There is no future in him at all. Well, it has, amazingly, there's a spiritual application to this. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, Matthew, Mark, New Testament. And you'll see the application to this. Jesus was picking disciples. He was at the Sea of Galilee. It's a normal place. It's a beautiful place. It's pretty much the same as it was 2,000 years ago. And he found these first four disciples that he was going to challenge to begin to do life, to do the journey of life together. Look at verse 1. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Those 11 words changed every single person who took this command seriously and actually followed Jesus. Their journey became an exciting adventure as they followed Jesus 24-7. As they began to walk with Jesus, they discovered what they'd been looking for their whole life, forgiveness, purpose, meaning, excitement, and much more, came with following Jesus on this journey. Now, before long, Jesus added more to the four. In fact, he arrived at 12 disciples, he called. And these 12 disciples, when they obeyed and began following, they had to take a step of faith because they had no idea what this was going to look like. But what we discover was they were with Jesus for three years. And they were on, we would call today, a journey of life. You are on a journey with or without God. You're still doing a journey. And 
One of the goals of a pastor, all of our pastors, is to show you, to remind you a truth that I'll put up in just a moment. But the truth is that we want to help you on your journey. If you're not a believer, you can have that chance at the end of the service today. But a believer has to understand this journey with Jesus is special. So here's what I want to write. I want you to write this down. Life is not just about the destination. If you're a believer, you're going to heaven. We know that. But life is really about our journey with God. As you watch that journey begin, you're going to see what happened to the disciples. Now think about these disciples. Let me read to you something from Kent Hughes. Following Jesus meant an immensely expanded life. The horizon of these fishermen's lives was bound by the margins of Galilee. Now, what does it mean by that? Well, these disciples, at least the first four, they just lived on the seashore. That was pretty much it. Every once in a while, they would go down to Jerusalem within Israel for one of the required Jewish festivals. The disciples did that. But by and large, what did these disciples know? Well, the way they lived was basically this. They knew about boats. They knew how to fix a net. They knew the currents of the Galilee. They knew where to fish. They knew how to clean fish. They knew how to sell fish. And they knew a handful of people. Levi, Matthew, he was a tax collector. He knew about taxes. He knew that and the other. But it was super limited. Now, when they began to follow Jesus... It blew their minds because they were not just following Jesus. He told them they were going to learn to be fishers of men and women. They were going to learn how to share the gospel by watching Jesus to a world that knew nothing about Jesus and forgiveness and God's grace. Now, think at the end of their life. Many of these people never left that little teeny area of Israel. They never left it. But in the end, we discover, guess what? Some of them went where? India. They went to Rome. Think about that. They went to Turkey and they never, ever imagined that could ever happen on the journey with God. Now, as you look back at your journey with God, how many of you are surprised what God has done in and through your life? Can I see your hand? Some of you never imagined you'd sit in church and listen to a guy that's going to teach you 45 to 50 minutes. Remember the first time you came? Does that guy go on forever and ever? Say yes. But is it okay? Because if it's interesting, you don't even know the time. Am I right? Isn't it interesting? In church, we have a hard time sometimes. But God knew how to change us. I want you to get your hands ready. Just do this. Expand. I'm not talking about your waist. It's okay. Just just expand. Just expand. Now look at this statement. Following Jesus will expand your life. Can I hear an amen? It's beyond imagination what God can do in our lives. You know why? Because God is good. Three of you got it. The rest of you are coming along. All right. Now, if I would tell people who are unbelievers that if you come and follow Jesus Christ on this journey of life, 
It will expand your life. It'll be fantastic. The unbelievers won't believe that at all. You know what they believe about Christianity? It's restrictive. It's negative. There's no fun. There's no joy. You got a bunch of rules, regulations. You're always sad. You got to give money. Got to serve. What kind of a joy is that? Well, that shouldn't surprise us because Jesus said they've been blinded by Satan. Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy. What I just mentioned to you that the world thinks about Christianity is a lie from Satan. Because here's what Jesus says. I've come to give you life and more abundantly. There should be joy in our lives. Now, what if three of those 12 disciples, when Jesus said, come and follow me, what if three of them said something like this? Jesus, thanks for the offer. But I don't think following you will enhance my future at all. What would they have discovered? What a missed opportunity. Understand, we know that they all obeyed and they began their journey with God, which led to a journey of unlimited opportunities. Here's what I want you to write. God's unlimited abilities transfer to you and me as unlimited opportunities. Notice, he didn't just say to the disciples, come follow me, have a nice life night. See ya, bye. There's nothing I want you to do, but just kind of follow around with me. No, they were given the job of becoming like him and what? Learning to be disciples and share their faith. God has many things for you and I to do. And don't ever look at them as negative. They're amazing because they're unlimited opportunities. Now, why do we sometimes limit God's abilities? I'm going to give you three ways. Here we go. Number one, we forget that it's not about our ability, but God's ability. Often we look at our own abilities and we tell God, I don't think I can do that. What you're asking me to do. But notice, Jesus chose 12 ordinary people, just like you and me, to be his disciples, and the Holy Spirit was active in their lives. Think about this, 12 ordinary people. Anybody here want to raise your hand in Melbourne and say, well, I'm an ordinary person. Can I see your hands? Good. You know, the person next to you has the sin of pride. Because they think they're special. Would you just turn to that neighbor and say, you're ordinary, just like me. Go right ahead. Come on, tell them. Break the bubble. Do I need to say this, Satan, get behind me, or what? Uh, Seriously, are we ordinary people? Yeah, what makes us super ordinary? Jesus Christ. Because God lives in us. Well, Peter knew this exact principle. Some of you like roller coasters. If you look at the life of Peter, whoop, 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 looks a little like ours. What were all these things? That's when he put his foot in his mouth over and over again. But Peter experienced the grace of God and a new beginning and would be used magnificently beyond anything he could ever imagine. And look what he writes in his epistle. 
the name? <laughs> First Peter. Here, here we go. Take a look. First and second Peter. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Why did Peter write that? To the Holy Spirit. Because Peter had experienced God's unlimited abilities in his life. Peter had failed God so many times, but he enjoyed the unlimited grace that God restored him. Remember, one day after Jesus went back to heaven, Peter and 120, 119 others were in the upper room and they got filled with the Holy Spirit. A few days later, Peter and John were walking to the temple and they saw a man that was a lame man who had been there, and they'd seen that man who knows how many hundreds of times. Never did anything. Maybe give him a coin or two or whatever. Well, there's the man, and the Holy Spirit says to Peter, it's going to be different this day. I'm going to give you an opportunity. And so Peter, the man says to Peter, uh, you got any money? Basically holding on, and Peter says, we don't have any money, but what I do have, I'll give to you. Well, the man didn't understand what that was either. His wildest imagination, he never guessed. And they touched the man, and he walked for the first time in his entire life. And the town went crazy. And pretty soon, it became a problem with the leaders of the Jewish people because they could see, "Uh uh-oh, something's happening here. That was supernatural. We can't deny it. And so all of a sudden, they asked Peter. They got Peter together. Peter and John were there, and they said to Peter, by what power? Did you heal this man who had never walked? Let me read you Peter's response. Know this, you and all the people of Israel. It's by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Now notice Peter didn't say, well, to be honest, I'm the head disciple. You're looking at the man. No, God has given us everything. He didn't take credit for any of it. He learned the hard way, but he learned. And I want you to see this next statement. God has provided everything we need to accomplish his will. You see, remember what we said? What were we talking about? We forget that it's not our ability It's God's ability. And here's what happens to many of us. If he does promise everything we need, we can have it to accomplish what he wants. Then why don't we do it? Why do we have unlimited opportunities, but we have missed opportunities? Here's why. Because sometimes we make excuses. Remember one day Moses had failed and he was trying to free the nation of Israel who had been in bondage to the people of Egypt for 400 years. And because he made a mistake, got ahead of God, he had to flee for his life. And where does he end up? In the desert. He's in the desert. And he spends the next 40 years taking care of sheep, getting married, having some kids. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark reminded you that the word unlimited means unrestricted or without boundaries. This is true in reference to God's abilities. Jesus' ability to do anything was demonstrated when he took regular guys, fishermen and the like, and used them to introduce his love to the world. 
infiltrating society from the lowest servant to members of the ruling class. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching God's unlimited abilities. You'll hear about the contrast between what the world thinks Christianity is versus the reality and why they think that way. You'll learn what God wants for your life and how he has planned for you to achieve that, as well as the modes of thinking that can keep you from being blessed fully by God. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Blessed. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.